This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Unity. My name is Jim Piasmore, and I'll be your host today. Morning, Jim. Hey, morning, good Jim. morning. How you doing, Dave? How's our wonderful singers today? Good, good. So we're going to start uh, with our mission statement. Oh, first I want to welcome everybody. Yes, there is a process here, right? Okay, so I want to welcome everybody. We welcome everybody, no matter what your political, whether you're big or small or wide or skinny, uh, whether you are any, and, and even animals, we four-leggeds, we welcome you all. We love having you here. And I can tell you, uh, having been one of the founders of this church, that every person that's ever walked through this door has been a perfect fit. And so we love you. Say our mission statement. We are a vibrant, welcoming, multi-generational, prosperous community embodying love and awakening spiritual consciousness. Okay, now we want to welcome the first time people both in the sanctuary and online. And so for the people online, what we're gonna ask you to do is enter into the chat where you're watching from and how you found us, okay? And from here, we're gonna to go to social. Take All right, ready. Yes. Everybody, we don't sing from our seats. We sing from our feet. So let's get up. Can you hear me? Is my mic on? All right. From your right to my left, I want to introduce everybody since we got a lot of people up here on stage. Of course, everybody knows the wonderful, the awesome, the Victor Johnson on the far right. To his uh, right, your left is Mr. Eric Troop. No one knows him. And then here we got Jill Nishball. And then right behind everybody here, we got on the skins, on the on the cajon drum, we got Richard Conklin. Oh. And Donna Benjamin. Yeah. My name is Dave. I'm the wacky leader of this whole red tape crew. We're gonna do a little piece like a river. We're gonna try this one out. We're gonna have a little fun with this, so don't forget to sing out, sing strong, and let's have some fun.
celebration from Lisa Jordan online. She says she's celebrating a few more answers are being found for what's been going on with her health and that her grandson got through this got through his ACL surgery. So yay, Lisa. And um, Jeff Hyatt is online and we're celebrating that he is uh, feeling well and good. <laughs> and, and I'm also celebrating that my nephew just had a baby boy yesterday over in New Zealand. So I thought he was in Australia. No, they went over to New Zealand to, to be with her family. So he's, he's going to be New Zealand. His dad is uh, Australian and American, so he's going to have a lot of <laughs> passports, I guess. <laughs> so, and I'll take it around to anybody who's. Uh, ah, yeah. Got we got one up here with Victor. We got Anna White today. Cool. All right. Anyone else watch the Tar Heels and Duke last night? So. Um, I mean, I'm tied for the lead in the Central Oregon Daily Bracket Challenge. And if a Carolina wins tomorrow, then I'll win the whole thing. Taking us all to dinner. Uh, two celebrations. One, uh, 
As many of you know, Zeke is getting older. He's, he's uh, going to be 12 in October, and he's starting to show his age. And it's so funny because when he gets here, I just, yeah, he gets better. He gets like the, you can just, the life comes back to him. And I just, I can't, it just makes, does my heart good to see. So I just celebrate in this community because I think it, he just loves everybody here and he gets all, so that's one celebration. And the other celebration, uh, in June, I'm going to be going to uh, California to see my family. And I was booking my flight. And for some reason, I'm still not sure about, I got my return trip for free. So oh, I'm like, right. I'll take it. I like this. Yeah. Well, I can't beat a new nephew, my nephew's baby, but my goat had a beautiful baby girl on Friday. <laughs> Oh, and I wanted to uh, celebrate, too, that um, Loma and Lily came and helped, and it was just a joy to have um, community there. It really helped me. I'm celebrating that I'm... Is it on? I knew just muted it. Hi. Uh, it's on. Does anybody else like to eat at Spork downtown? Yeah. Their new space is open. It starts on Wednesday, and I used to work there, and they're just a wonderful group of people and community, and so I'm celebrating. It's not downtown, I guess. It's on the west side by the Texaco on Newport. So go see their new space. It's lovely. Um, I just finished up the Sea Week, and this is my third Sea Week. And it was so cool to see Lise and uh, Sylvia, who I used to go to Sea Week with, now taught classes. And, and it reminds me so much of uh, like the founders of Unity with Butterworth and Emily Cady and the Fillmores and how profound what they had to say was. And to be able to discuss that with, pe with other people from around the United States about healing and wholeness from the inside out, principles of divinity and how we're all included in that. It, it was just a week of uh, having my mind blown and, and deep reverence and respect for the work that's been done before. And, and, that, and that the idea of, you know, we're all part of this overall beautiful thing was, uh, it was transformational in many ways. Thank you. I built something in woods glass for Jane. Dan and I are celebrating an amazing fly fishing trip to Belize. We just got back. And it was amazing fishing and incredible weather. Yeah, yeah I caught a barracuda that was what, about four feet long. And um, 
the people there were so wonderful. We just, it was just a joy, uh, 11 days of joy being there. But we're glad to be home, too. Well, thank you, everyone, for sharing those celebrations. Isn't that a wonderful time to be able to share with each other? I think that's so much fun. And we're going to have some fun now. We're going to talk about announcements. What's better than that? Okay? Huh? Yeah. Well, you know, it's just like the flowers coming up in spring. We have all these groups that are springing back up in the spring. We've got men, women, and children. So we've got a youth group, middle school and high school ages, that's going to be meeting Wednesdays at 3.30, starting at uh, April 20th, okay? And we're looking for volunteers to start a Sunday school for five and ten year, five to ten-year-olds, uh, maybe on Easter if we can get enough volunteers. So think about if that's something that's a calling for you, because we love our kids and we really, really want to have a program for them. So if you're able to work with the kids, uh, you don't have to raise your hand right now, but think about it, okay? Uh, Unity Men's Group met for the first time last Monday, and we're going to meet every first and third Monday, and we had a good time, didn't we? Yeah, there was, there was a bunch of us. There was nine of us there, and I was amazed at, you know, the fact that we didn't all know each other, uh, and yet we connected in such deep ways in one session of an hour and a half. Uh, that's unity. That's what it's all about. Uh, but we're open to non-unity. We're open to all men. Uh, so then the women's group is meeting, starting with weekly Wednesday walks. And you can contact Susan for that. Suzanne, I mean. Uh, Suzanne? Hiding back there? In plain sight? <laughs> okay. And if you're uh, interested in Unity membership, you want to know more about us, or if you already know something and would like to be a member and see what that's about, come to the orientation with Reverend Jane on Sunday, April 10th, after the service. Ask questions and learn. Okay. Last but not least, weekly open singing practice for those of us with a nightingale voice, not me, uh, <laughs> or not. <laughs> Wednesday at 7, you can contact Dave with questions or just show up. And now I'm going to uh, mention that we have an opportunity for donations. Why am I mentioning now? Because we're going to actually have uh, an offering a little later, but right now, for those that are online, they have a chance. For those of you here that prefer to text, uh, you can text by going to 833-455-1960, Goodyear, and uh, go ahead and mail in that energy that will help us keep our doors open, the lights on, and all these smiling people uh, together here. And uh, another way to do it is to go on to the website, unitycentraloregon.org, and up on the upper left-hand corner, you'll see a big green button, the color of money. <laughs> Click on that and fill in the blanks, okay? So uh, we're going to now uh, come to a more sedate and quieter time of our service. So we're going to come to prayer. And uh, I'm going to uh, just share my thoughts a little bit on what prayer is because uh, I have to say, uh, before I ever found unity, I really didn't have a good concept of prayer. It was always you know, beseeching and, and hoping for an answer and not being sure. Now I know the difference with unity. It's all about the fact that we are praying as spirit, spirit within. We're not praying to something outside of ourselves. We're allowing spirit to speak and move through us and to 
bring us all that we are looking for in terms of health and prosperity and connection and partnerships and so on. So I'd like to do a prayer for us right now. If you want to close your eyes and get a little comfortable and just know that Spirit is here with us now, moving through this entire group. And this entire group is really not as separate as it appears physically. We are connected in deep ways, just like we're connected around the world. And I know that our speaker is going to be talking about the unity, a unity of people. And to me, this prayer is all about remembering the most important collective purpose that we have. And that is remembering that we're not separate. We are all one. We are one in spirit. We are one in mind. We are one in so many deep ways beyond the physical body. The limits are unlimited once we leave the physical body and go to the realm of spirit. So I want to just know that each of us with this connection is part of the healing of ourselves, our humanity, our entire life forms on all the world and the earth itself. And let's just make it so as we go forth this week. And so it is. And now we're ready for a nice meditation from Reverend Jane. So let's take the, close your eyes and go inside. And as we breathe in, just let yourself go back to the days of your childhood when you may have been to a hall of mirrors. I remember what that was like. All those mirrors and you looked so different in every one. Some seemed really strangely distorted. And yet all of them were you. Now let's just move that metaphor a little bit. And you're looking out at the family of living beings. Some of them might be close relations. Some of them may be very different. Some of them may speak languages that you don't understand. Some of them have branches and leaves or tails. And yet, everywhere you look, it's you that you are looking at. You, the divine light, shining, growing, dancing on this beautiful planet. Let's just be in the silence together for a moment. Enjoying 
a diversity of forms we show up in as the divine. And now bring your attention back to this room. And be aware of all the beautiful beings in this room. All the faces of you. The faces of divinity. Shining here with you. And so it is. over to soul shine. Looks like it's represented by the beautiful, talented Victor. May the long time sun shine Again, we'll reach and call. 
eyes open our reason to be here long ago Victor, that was sweet. That was a beautiful song. We really appreciate it. And now it's my pure pleasure to introduce a dear friend of mine. In fact, I'm sure a dear friend of many of ours here. Uh, Susan Warnick has been a longtime member. She's our treasurer. She controls all that wonderful energy that you send in the form of green and keeps us in the black most of the time. <laughs> but uh, more than just uh, someone that we know, She's a dear friend. I've served on the board with her for a number of years, and uh, I have to tell you, she's normally very quiet, doesn't say much, until she puts on that black blazer, so look out. That's gonna, that's gonna transform her, okay? But when she does say something, whether that's on or not, it's always something profound. So please help me welcome Susan Warnick. Thank you. I'm not quite sure what to make of the fact that the front row is completely empty. <laughs> Jack is there. Anyways, hi everyone. I'm wearing the black blazer. Can you believe it? Uh, last time I spoke to you about finding your sole purpose. You're unique to you sole purpose. Like artist, teacher, musician, reverend, healer, doctor. And I also spoke to you about my desire to speak in my black speaking blazer. Yeah. And I set the intention out there, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> so today I wanna to talk to you about finding your sole purpose, the sole purpose that we all share. The reason that we came here together, our evolutionary soul journey, our unity consciousness, awakening, oneness, divinity, Christ consciousness, ascension, or whatever you choose to name it. I wrote a detailed speech comparing and contrasting all the spiritual teachings of unity consciousness. I spoke with Reverend Jane about it, and she said, 
I think you'd be much better to speak about your own spiritual journey. <laughs> so you all owe Reverend Jane a huge thank you. <laughs> yeah. I hope this will make you recall with appreciation your own spiritual journey, your search for unity consciousness, and maybe you'll even find this few similarities between our journeys. Nature and kindness were my religion. In my 20s, I had read Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. But that point in my spiritual journey, the really only takeaways I got was work hard, be kind, and be generous. It worked more or less for me throughout my, for till up, till my 40s. Greg and I were driving home from Moab, as usual, I rolled down my window. Greg rolled it up. I changed the channel. A good song came on. I turned it up. Greg turned it down, changed the channel. And so it goes. If you've ever been in the car with a couple of eight-year-olds, then you can imagine this scenario. Mm -hmm. Greg was flipping through the dial, and I heard this talk between Oprah and Eckhart Tolle. And I said, stop, go back, let's listen. I had no idea who Eckhart Tolle was. I knew nothing about his books. It had just caught my attention. We were mesmerized for 14 hours. It was the most serene car trip we have ever had. <laughs> Upon arriving home, I immediately went to the bookstore and I bought all of Eckhart Tolle's books. I started reading The Power of Now. I was reading about this thing called ego. It sounded terrible. And I was so glad I didn't have one. <laughs> I mean, only arrogant people have egos. Well, by the third chapter, I realized I did have an ego and it wasn't doing me any favors. Eckhart said, the voice in your head is not who you are. And if you can start to become aware of this, you can use this awareness to quiet your mind and see pauses and thoughts, pauses in your thoughts. I thought, well, a quiet mind seemed like a good thing. So I started to become aware of my thoughts, look for these pauses and gaps, and I started a meditation practice. As you can imagine, I wasn't very good at it. Off to the bookstore again, and this time I came home with Michael Singer's The Untethered Soul. Michael writes about this thing called our inner roommate. Oh my God, mine was horrific. It wasn't that she was so negative, although she was very mean to me sometimes. She just wouldn't friggin' shut up. From the moment I woke up, she just repeated the same things over and over and over again. If she had been a real person, I would have excluded her from my life in a heartbeat. I read, if I let her take free reign, I would literally be insane. And I believe this. Okay. I attended a workshop on Don Miguel Ruiz, The Four Agreements. I'm sure you all know them. Don't take anything personally. Be impeccable with your word. Do your best. And what's Going blank on the last one, someone help me out here. Don't make assumptions, thank you. 
Well, the last three, they were going to be pretty easy for me. But this first one, not to take anything personally, that was going to be a challenge. Some context. I took everything personally, everything. If you scowled at me, I took it personally. If you didn't say hello, I took it personally. If you criticized me or corrected me, I took it personally. I was an award winner at taking everything personally, a gold medal award winner. Well, Don Miguel Ruiz seemed to know his stuff, so I decided to try to incorporate his teachings. Then next came Matt Kahn. I was watching every one of his YouTube videos. As Matt was explaining to me, I could no longer be a victim. Well, I really liked blaming stuff on other people, especially members of my household that I didn't give birth to. Uh, I was going to have to start taking responsibility for everything that happened to me. This is one of the things I miss the most. Come on, be honest. How many of you at least one time in the last year wanted to turn to your spouse or partner and shriek, this is all your fault? It kept getting Next was By Byron Katie. This is her variations of the questions as I see them. Is it true? Do I absolutely know it's true? And is it possible the opposite could be true? For example, is it true that my husband just did this to annoy me? Yes. <laughs> Do I know it to be absolutely true? Well, maybe. Is it possible that he did this because he loves me? Ugh. Ugh. More context. I had spent my entire life being right. It wasn't that I always wanted to be right. I just was right. <laughs> and in the obscure possibility that I wasn't right, I created such a chaos and frenzy that confused everyone. So that covered it up. At least I thought so. I had to examine this possibility that I wasn't always right. And I lived in a household with another member who thought he was always right. Do you wonder how well that worked? <laughs> Not only did I realize I wasn't always right, I had to acknowledge there was another point of view besides my own that could possibly be right. Another point of view that could be correct? It was getting harder. I was losing myself. I had not set out on a spiritual journey. I was just reading some books for fun. But it was beginning to look a tiny bit like one. Ram Das is well known for his quote, love everyone and tell the truth. I also remembered the quote from Levictus, love your neighbor as yourself. It's a common thread in Christianity, Judaism, Islam. I lived by that quote, but I never took it literally. I thought it just meant you should be nice to everyone. Ram Dass said, 
Love is the doorway to oneness and harmony. It's what we're all longing for. I wasn't sure I was longing for it, but I decided to follow his advices. It wasn't like my heart was figuratively enclosed in a big block of solid ice. Rather, it was like in a mini fridge. <laughs> I had the most flexible hamstrings in yoga. I could balance on one leg. But when I tried to do heart opening poses, I sucked. I realized it was a damn mini fridge getting in the way. I had to let it go. It made me round my shoulders and bring my arms across my chest just to cover the weight of the mini fridge. I had to let it go just for my posture. So I would learn to love everyone, even those that were questionable. Ram Dass said it required grace. I wasn't sure what that was or where I would find it. Wow, it was shaping up like a spiritual quest. But if you had asked me at the time, I would have said, nope, not a chance, no way. Sometimes it only takes a little crack for the light to start to get in. Next, we went to Muji's ashram for a two-week stay. Muji has this thing he calls the invitation to freedom. It's a quick, simple, and powerful fast track to divinity with God, oneness source. You drop your identity to mind and body, no work, and bam. Well, it was neither quick nor simple for me. I felt like a fish out of water, a big fraud. So I worked hard at the job I was given, and I mostly tried to hide in the shadows so that no one would notice that I was both clueless and I lacked an endless devotion that others had. The more I listened to Muji satsangs, the more sure I became I could never do his way of teaching. The two weeks turned into three months, much to my dismay. We were told no volunteers could ever stay more than two weeks. At the end of two weeks, I was so ready to go. And then Muji says to us, you can't leave. Three months later, and I had still not dropped my mind or my body. You have to understand, I have two kids. They need a mom with a body. Can you imagine my son talking to his friend? Hey, what does your mom do? His friend says, oh, my mom's a dentist. What about your mom? Oh, she's timeless and formless. <laughs> Back home again, I began studying the Course in Miracles. This body thing kept coming up again. One of the lessons in the Course in Miracles is I am not this body. The Course in Miracles talks about this thing called tiny mad ideas that you and I are separate. You and I exist separately, and therefore we must struggle and fight. I love this vision of these tiny mad ideas. If you've ever seen the Nutcracker and you've seen all those tiny fighting rats, I visualize them with little sweatshirts on that say tiny mad ideas. <laughs> it's much easier to visualize fighting tiny mad ideas than 
duality, a veil of illusion or maya. Who's the enemy? Tiny mad ideas. Who's gonna win? We are. <laughs> I think the most important thing I learned from the Course of Miracles is forgiveness. This was not something I excelled at, and that was an understatement. <laughs> I had in my head a spreadsheet going back to about four years of age, and it had date, person, infraction, and a rating of severity for all of my offenders. It was going to take something more powerful than just me to let this go. And equally as daunting, I had another spreadsheet, all the same details, except this one was every mistake I had ever made. It was long and unpleasant. It took a lot of affirmations, meditations to let this go, and maybe just a little bit of that grace. Good news is now, when I try to pull up the spreadsheet, I get file is no longer accessible. And I can honestly say I could care less. The veil of my small self was slowly dropping, and I was now starting to call this a spiritual journey. But this body thing kept coming up. I was studying the Bhagavad Gita. You are not a body. You are unchangeable, imperishable, immutable, and eternal. Wisdom is not to be identified with self. One who is calm and even-minded, never ruffled during pain or pleasure, he alone gains consciousness of his external existence. My mind was going crazy. And then I remembered, you can't do it with your mind. It needs to be done with your heart. Strangely enough, I remembered hearing similar philosophies through all my teachings. They just weren't getting in. I was on the wrong channel. Very recently, I was in a spirit group reading the Tao, a 5,000-year-old text by Lao Tzu. And I kept hearing the same ideas. We live beyond form. No beginning, no end. Abandon the body and re-enter the magical, mystical state of being. You must transcend this belief you are a body. Otherwise, you will not reach an illuminated state of consciousness. This body thing again. I have a prayer partner. How we came together is a long shot at best. Fingerprints of the divine at work. We only shared a few months in this earth realm before she moved on, and we never met face to face. But we continue to be prayer partners. In near-death experiences, all doctors have reported two similarities across the board. The first one is upon regaining consciousness, the patient says, why did you bring me back? And the second phenomenon is that they report the most glorious feelings of unconditional love they have ever felt. This is how I feel for my prayer partner from where her soul currently is. She is my polar star. 
setting a GPS coordinate for me so I know where I'm going next. What started as reading a few books for fun and self-improvement has brought me to the most compelling quest of all times. I wasn't sure what continued to propel me in these directions, the books, the teachers, the co communities, the philosophies, all with the same underlying teachings. Now, I see it to be grace. I had no idea when I heard an interview with Oprah that the path that would take me on today and where it would lead me to is here today with you. By grace, I live. By grace, I am released. Grace dissolves the resistance and obstacles in my life. Every book, every teacher, every lesson, every revelation came to me somehow exactly when I was ready to receive and understand it. When you review your own spiritual journey, do you have the same awe at how everything was revealed to you, exactly what lessons your soul needed to grow at exactly the time it needed them? I guess that is grace. Change yourself, and you have done your part in changing the world. I want to be in a state of unity consciousness. I want to experience oneness, ascension, source, God, and in this lifetime. I believe this is the sole purpose that we all came here to do. Actually, I know it is. We are all on this journey together. I have a deep, sincere, profound longing to know you as a soul, soul to soul, to rise above duality, our mind and body, to be in one united energy field. So I close with namaste, which to me means the light in my soul honors and recognizes the light in your soul. Namaste. Wasn't that amazing? Oh my gosh. You know, you want to do a song first? I wanted to thank her first. I'll thank her afterward. I got overridden. The sound of one who 
so blessed. We're so blessed to have so many people to thank, so much talent, uh, so much love. And, uh, you know, just, I just wanted to say about Susan's talk, I mean, it was, it was amazing. I was watching people uh, throughout the congregation. They were all going, yep, 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 that's me. Yep, yep, that was me. And I was feeling the same thing. I don't know if I, my head was bobbing or not, but uh, it was like, yeah, that's our spiritual journey. It's all of us. Uh, we can relate so well to that. So I sure appreciate uh, drawing it out from within instead of pushing it at us. Don't you, don't you appreciate the way that came off? So thank you again, Susan. Yeah. So I would like to invite any first-time visitors 
to let us know who you are. You could raise your hand. You're welcome to stand up and show your name if you like or not. Please. <laughs> well, works every time. We accept wrong turns. You were divinely guided. <laughs> okay, please. Wow, well, thank you for adding your spiritual energy. Yes, more. I love it. Yes, she has. Well, thank you, Becca, for bringing two new lights to our church. And I see another back there. Great to have all these wonderful new lights with us. Thank you all for coming. We hope you'll come again and stay with us. Oh, more back here. Well, great. We'd love to have you back. Thank you. John and April. Okay. Did I miss anybody else? Okay, well, we're blessed to have you all with us. Thank you. So uh, right now, I'm going to share, uh, for those that weren't here earlier, the announcements real quickly. Uh, the youth group is meeting uh, starting on April 20th at 3.30. That will be middle school and high schoolers. And uh, I'm really eager to see that get started again. I've been involved with that, and they're such a blessing to be with. We learn so much from teenagers. <laughs> Believe me, it's true. <laughs> Sometimes it's humility. Anyway, uh, then there's the men's group, okay? Uh, that, and it'll be every first and third Monday. Please come and join us. Uh, you don't have to be a part of Unity. And then there's the Unity women's group, uh, starting with weekly Wednesday walks. Suzanne uh, is the one to contact uh, for that. And uh, I see is it spelled correctly this time? Yeah. We got it corrected. <laughs> good, good. So we've got her email up there if you want to uh, check in with her. Unity membership, if you're interested in learning more about it, Jane Hyatt is going to be doing an orientation on April 10th after the service. Come and ask questions and learn. And last but not least, weekly open singing practice. Uh, so come and uh, open your mouth and sing. Yep. Uh, Dave will be uh, there to answer questions, or you can just show up and show have up. a great time. Show yeah? up. Okay. Come on down, as you say. Come on down. Okay. So now is our opportunity to share the wonder and the energy that we've enjoyed here. Uh, there's so much connection. Uh, and the green forms. Oh, did I miss that? Okay. Whether it's here or not, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> so the green forms are the prayer forms. Uh, you can put your prayer on the green form uh, and turn it in. And if you want to be contacted, 
then put your email down, or if you prefer, by phone, put your phone down. But be sure to write legibly, because uh, I know Joanna's the one that's always uh, transcribing those. And sometimes she comes to me and says, what does this say? And I say, oh, I don't know. <laughs> we just figure it out. Sometimes we get it, sometimes we don't. Okay, so uh, if you would, uh, please submit your prayer, prayer claims when the basket comes around, uh, or you can go to unitycentralorgan.org slash prayer and put your prayer in there, and that will be held by our prayer counselors for a week and then sent on to Silent Unity for 30 days, day and night prayer. It's really a blessing, okay? Call up the baskets. So let's bring the baskets up, please. just filled with such wonderful energy, such wonderful joy. Uh, just send your love if you're not putting some green stuff in. Just send your love to the basket and know that that will help. Oh, well, there's one more, too. <laughs> okay, good. Three different rows, three people. That's perfect. Okay, well, let's go forth and gather in the seats. Sing the gratitude song, please. There you go, Tom. I got gratitude in my heart, I got gratitude in my soul, I just want to say thank you, thank you, I just want to say thank you, thank you, I just want to say thank you for it all. To our blessing of the offering. Nico, if you can pop that up. Okay. From the love of pure spirit within us, we bless these gifts. We send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly. And so it is. Thank you, thank you. So I would like to invite all those who are online to stay on Zoom afterward because you can connect and share with all the others that are online and your host with the most, Joanne, will be there to guide the process. <laughs> so uh, after the service, you'll see some prayer chaplains up there. You'll tell their prayer chaplains by the white robe. Uh, not rope. Um, stole? What do you call it? Stole. Okay, okay. We lost the white robes. Okay. So afterward, they're really pleased. Uh, we, we, we would really love to pray with you because guess what? When we pray with you, what happens for us? It blesses us as well. Uh, we send you healing. The healing comes through us. So 
Uh, please, uh, please enjoy getting with the prayer chaplain. So now we're going to close with our prayer of protection. Yeah, okay. The light of God surrounds me. I am the light of God. The love of God enfolds me. I am the love of God. The power of God protects me. I am the power of God. The presence of God watches over me. I am the presence of God. Wherever I am, God is because I am. Feel free to sing with us. You know the words. You just said them in this tune. It's pretty intuitive. The light of God surrounds me. I just want to say